Hello, I'm Craig Constantine. Today I'm talking with Dr. Amy Novotny. Welcome, Amy. Pleasure to have you here today. Thanks for having me on today, Craig. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm glad that our schedule is lined up. I, I say in many places, in many platforms, I'm always super excited to get a chance to talk to people. Uh, conversation is my wheelhouse, not exclusively my wheelhouse, but I mean, that's the, when I'm, when I'm conversing, I, I find that's um, the best application of my effort. So I'm always tickled pink when people join me. And you and I were talking beforehand a little bit about, I asked you about video versus audio. And a lot of times I'm just kind of like, I don't know, let me throw an idea out there and see what that other mind comes back with. And you made a spectacular point. So I'm going to like run it up the flagpole again about your choice to just start in video, which I personally find video harder. Your choice to start there was, I think, a brilliant choice to just basically push the start button, like the conceptual, I'm going to begin the work. And you've put out uh, did I see? Are you at sixty episodes? It was like thirty-eight or sixty-eight. You've you've got like it's you're not on four. More than that. It's almost every week for two years. So I don't have them all on my website. So it's <sighs> congratulations. Yeah, by the way, I, I'm yeah. probably close to a hundred. I should count because you know you like to celebrate those milestones. But <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm laughing with you because it's a. I think people who make podcasts know, but random people don't realize just how much work goes into, even if you're attempting to do the simplest thing possible. Um, but to circle back, your choice to just start. And I also think that, and I like, I kind of want to see where you want to go today, but your discussions about breathing and the work you're doing with breathing, um, I think I'm going to connect two points. You recently gave a presentation or a talk. I think you just posted like yesterday. Mm -hmm. And I'm interested in what you felt and how you overcame the last minute, last moment hesitation through your like uh, application of your own knowledge about breathing and maybe how that is parallel to just simply beginning the video podcast. So can you talk me through like what you did and how you mentally overcame that last speed bump before you had to go on stage? And maybe if there's any parallels to starting your podcasting journey? Absolutely. So I am innately a very shy and introverted person. Just putting that out there. The idea of putting myself out there and having people look at me, it's terrifying. And in, I mean, in college, my last course I ever took was public speaking to force myself to learn how to speak in public. Mm. And it's interesting because I'll sit in an audience and I'll observe a great speaker and I see their charisma. I see them change their pacing. I see them interact with the crowd and I'll think to myself, why can't I do that? What is this fear that keeps holding me back? And I know part of it is this innate fear in me to do things perfect. And if I did things wrong when I was a kid, I would get called out on and made fun of. And so there's that. Mm -hmm. And so when we have those kind of fears that lay, lay into our subconscious, we often have this sympathetic response. You get the calmly clammy hands, the sweaty armpits, the heart racing. And so when I went on stage last week, Right before I went on stage, sure enough, boom, my heart was beating. I'm sure everyone in the audience can feel this thump, thump, thump going on. <laughs> the telltale heart, right? <laughs> seriously, I'm like, okay, I got to get this under control. And considering I teach people how to calm down their fight or flight nervous system, I need to, this is great practice. And that's actually what I did. I changed my mindset. I said, okay, 
this is time for me to practice what I preach, to implement it, to prove to myself yet again that this stuff works. And so the, the, the host who was introducing me on stage was taking a while talking and I'm just thanking my lucky stars that he did because I stood next to the stage. I looked out at the audience and then I did this breathing technique to calm myself down while I was looking at the audience. So it helped my body accept these people looking in my general direction and me looking at them in the general direction. And sure enough, I was able to calm myself down. I was still a little nervous, but it wasn't like my voice was cracking. I could actually think through my thoughts. It wasn't, I wasn't a deer in the headlight as bad. And so I got on and I was able to perform and um, I wooed the audience. I got a standing ovation afterwards. (laughs) Yeah. But when I first started my own show, it was similar. I was not used to putting myself on social media, especially doing live social media and live video. Mm-hmm. Like, I can barely f- form a sentence on my own without stumbling over and getting the grammar incorrect. So going live, it was scary because now I had to attend to the conversation, be present, and actually come up with intelligent questions. Because I'm not one where I say, okay, I'm going to give a list of 20 questions to my guest and I'm going to ask you one after another after another. I just find that so inauthentic. And so, again, I had to change my mindset and say, okay, it's you and me, Craig. We're going to have a conversation here. And I'm going to really listen to what you're saying. And I'm going to base my question off of it. I'm going to pretend the whole rest of the world doesn't exist. It's just you and me. And how can I add value? And so off we went. There's a, a lot, like a lot of things in there that I, I'm like nodding along frenetically and <laughs> we're not doing video today. Um, first of all, I want to say yes, because when I started podcasting, the first episode went out in 2018. When I listened to that older material, I I did those things. I rambled and, and like panicked and, and I can remember... Like I can actually remember if I listen to it, I know exactly where I was. I know exactly what I was feeling. I get pulled back there and I can hear it. I can hear my voice crack. I can hear myself ramble because I'm not totally not rambling right now. No, not at all. And that opportunity for me to look back, I think has been super helpful. Um, so I think your, your awareness, um, being aware and being able to remember in a moment of I don't want to say a moment of panic, but in a moment where, whoa, you know, I'm, I'm, I can see here comes the panic. Being able to be aware of the arc of your own journey and to know that you have the tools and that to be able to apply the tools, I think that's a very um, inspiring. It's not the right word. I mean, it's inspiring, but it's also like, oh, good. If you can do that, then I know that I can do that, or people listening would know that they can do that. And Craig's mm-hmm. saying, yes, I too. Um, so I think, first of all, that's one thing I want to point out is like, that's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Um, and I also think that there's there's magic in um, uh, you know the Staples button you, that was easy you know that button that you, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, there's magic in the first time that you go oh I'm, that's enough of this and you just like press you know start mm-hmm. on that video yeah. and then when you press stop you're like well I didn't die <laughs> it's like it, it didn't work out so bad um, mm-hmm. so do you find that the people who come to you for help, I think my understanding is most of what you're doing is like individual assisting, you know, or even if you're in a group, you're, 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 I'm trying to help that person who wants to help themselves. And I'm I'm also trying to help this person, but you're not actually trying to facilitate generally. 
you know, random people helping each other. And I'm wondering, do you find that podcasting and <clears throat> doing work in video maybe gives you a more opportunity to, to do that? I call it like cross, you know, like I want to create good conversation with Amy, but I also want to help person A and B have good conversation with each other. So do you find that maybe what you're doing in podcasting and video casting is helping you do more of that second order work compared to what you do in your clinical type work? Right. So, and I think, well, the main reason I started doing the podcasting show is we had just hit the pandemic and there were so many questions about health and the immune system and how to be healthy. And I realized I had a huge network of people who are in the health, wellness, fitness, personal development, mental health world, and I'm sure there's even more. But I had all these resources and all these people who I could tap into for information and you know, all these people I could reach out to. But that's, I was, I'm unique. I'm, I'm very lucky that I was part of different groups that gave me that access. Yeah, a connector. And, yeah. <laughs> but why can't everyone have that? So that's why I started this show because I really wanted other people to have access to the resources I did. So if they had a question about thyroid, I just interviewed a gentleman about the thyroid, they could reach out to Anthony and say, hey, Anthony, you know, I just, I was told to get this blood work. Is there anything else I should ha have done? Awesome. Okay, I'll go do that. And then, you know, let's set up a time we can chat and you can tell me what all the, all these numbers mean. And that's really why I'm doing it. It's, it's a resource for other people and selfishly. I wanted to know more about health, wellness, and all these mm. other topics that I haven't had a chance to become an expert on. And quite frankly, I don't have the time to become an expert on, but I would love a general working knowledge and know, okay, I've heard this concept somewhere. You know what? Okay, I know I can go to her. I can go to Kirsten Carey. I can talk to her and, okay, I can get more information. I can hire her to be as part of my health and wellness team. Hmm. And that's really why I started it. It was really, how do I help more people in the whole sense of health and wellness, um, even beyond what I teach with the nervous system and breathing and body position and all those things. Hmm. I'm always torn. I have 19 things in my head. One of them is like, oh my goodness, please keep doing that. Please, could more people in the world do that? We'd all be in a much better place. Mm -hmm. um, but I know a lot of people. I'm I'm in a a bubble, and I'm I'm like delighted to be in this privileged bubble of I know a lot of podcasters, and a lot of them are doing that. And I'm just like, yes, please, just go. I'll, I'll go do that. Um, that's one thing I, that springs to mind. But another thing is, um, is there anything about you kind of you kind of knew what you're in for? You know, you're like, all right, I'm gonna be doing a lot of outreach. You know, trying to communicate with other people, and I know I'm gonna be doing a lot of relatively a lot of prep work and I'm going to have to sit in front of the camera day after day. Like you kind of know what you're in for, but was there anything about it that really surprised you like some benefit or some new skill or some huge negative thing? <laughs> yeah. Um, I would say probably I didn't realize how much I'd like to talk to people and interview them. Mm. And I realized that my interview skills with working with clients one-on-one -on -one really helped bolster my ability to talk to people and interview them about their craft. Hmm. And I didn't realize at the time, but I've since learned that my role as a host is to facilitate the conversation 
And sometimes that means reining people in a little bit and guiding the conversation elsewhere. Sometimes that, that means bringing out some levity in the person or bringing out some pizzazz because maybe they're afraid or they're more monotone. And that's a skill that I still have to work on. And so I go into each conversation thinking, okay, how can I make this person seem as amazing as I see them off air? Hmm. How do we get that to come through on air so that people realize this person has great value and we don't associate their value based on how well they spoke on Zoom or in the, you know, on the show, but I really want them to shine so that people trust them as much as I trust them. Hmm. Amen. Once more louder for those in the back. So you mentioned specifically that your your skills, your your ability or your words in a sentence is putting Craig, your prowess at conversation. Um, and I want to, I want to, I want you to like, uh, unpack that even further. Like what specifically is it about conversation? Cause I have ideas, but I don't want to put words into your head. Um, what is it about your skills that you developed or honed working with clients that wound up serving you so well, you know, when you tried to just generally converse with people for the show? One of it is listen to them. So you know what next question to ask. Like when I listen to you, I need to know what are you telling me, but what can I ask you that will get more information out of you to help other people? And that takes a lot of concentration, especially, especially, this is especially all a little meta. I'm like, ah, <laughs> yeah. Well, in video too, and this is where I, I struggle sometimes is I'm so concentrating on the person that I forget to smile and <laughs> And so you may see me looking serious and I've had people comment on that. And that was something specifically that I worked on in that speech last week is I gave that feedback to someone else to smile. And then on my practice round, he's like, okay, you forgot to smile. I'm like, okay. But these are things that, Hey, this is all practice. All I can do is grow from here. So why not learn? Mm -hmm. But those are things that I look at as when I'm having a conversation be aware of my own, you know, appearance because that does affect the person it's who's speaking. communication, right? It all matters, you know, besides your appearance, but what is your facial expression saying? If I am making eye contact, if I'm smiling, if that slight nod that encourages someone to keep talking, <laughs> you know, if I'm if I'm nodding fastly, then I know, okay, that person's trying to, you know, I'm trying to hurry that person up and we mm-hmm. got to wrap up here. But if I'm slow, I mean, there's so many different gestures and just the way I ask things too can really make an impact. If I ask a question that's more open-ended or if I ask a yes, no question, my inflection, my voice, those things are all areas that I can work on to help someone shine in the interview. And do I have it perfect? By all means, no. (laughs) But I just consider, okay, this Saturday when I go on my show, it's another time to practice. What am I going to practice today? And off I go. So many, so many great things. Um, The small ones. First of all, I agree big time that listening is, uh, I think listening is number two. For me, I think number one is curiosity. That's what drives me. That's like my magic. If I ever stop being curious, that would be the end of what I'm trying to do. Um, but listening is a close second and you're right. I, I, 
I don't want to say I was always a great listener, but I think I was always a pretty good listener. And then if you're going to be curious, you start really trying to listen because you're just like trying to sponge up everything. And that's, it's magic when you realize that you can, I always say when you can weaponize listening, if you can weaponize listening and use it as an active tool to communicate to the other person through listening. Most people would say that's passive. Listening is passive. Um, that's a big, was a big like conceptual leap for me. So I'm, I'm, I'm with you big time on listening. And I'm also thinking like, I also don't, I hate to seed fresh fears in people, but I'm so far in the like crazy land with communication that I'm aware of when I write on paper. So I'm taking notes and Amy can't see what I'm writing, but she can see that I have a pen. And when I go like this, Mm-hmm. It's pretty clear that I've chosen to write. So I often don't do that the instant that you say something because I don't want you to feel like I'm like boring, 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 boring. Oh, that's worth noting. And then mm-hmm. I know, you know, so I try to be mindful of like, at what point am I dialing down the attention that I'm paying to the other person because you just said something that I need to write down. Like, and, and I think that's once you start to um, be aware of that stuff. And I'm, I'm thinking like, oh, this feels like a question about to be related to breathing. Once you become aware of listening and you become aware of how what you're doing beyond speaking affects the other person, then it becomes this virtuous cycle of like, oh, you, you just continuously play with that. And I'm thinking that's, um, I, I mean, I've, I've been breathing for a few years, but other than that, I don't know that much about breathing <laughs> and which, which I'm, I'm, I'm fibbing. I, I, I know a lot about breathing, but I'm I'm just wondering if somebody is out there thinking, wait, you, these people are talking about listening as a as a key to being better at conversation, and we were talking earlier about breathing was a key to you being able to help people and to being able to change who, how you were before you went on stage. Um, what are some things that maybe people get wrong or that they can notice, which might open up doorways for them um, with respect to their breathing? So one of the biggest things that people do is when they blow out, they suck their gut up and in. And it's going to seem very counterintuitive. If you want to relax and allow your body to heal, allow yourself to calm down, as you exhale, you want your belly to spill out. It will feel wrong to most people. The other thing is we are often taught to suck our gut up and in and hold it that way. That creates tension throughout your body. It increases your stress levels. It puts you at a higher fight or flight mode, which will make everything else seem in greater danger or greater stress or, you know, what have you. But when you do that too, you also affect your ability of your diaphragm to work well. When you suck your gut up and in and you lift those ribs up to try to create this strong, stable core, you're really not creating a strong, stable core. You're learning to hinge off your back and you kind of be like this teeter-totter. And it also takes away from your diaphragm's use. So I really encourage people to, when you're going about your day, watch. Check how many times you're sucking your gut up and in and see if you can just let your belly out. So you just blow out, let your belly out, and just let those rib that rib cage fall down and let yourself relax. I think that's brilliant. Sometimes I want to just hit the stop button <laughs> at the end of the show. Um, but yeah, I think 
if people can find just those little moments of, we were talking very briefly, we touched on the sympathetic nervous system. If people can find little moments of doing little things that can help them bring the world down a couple of notches, then that that pays forward like in the next 10 seconds in yeah. how you operate your car and how you navigate the grocery store. Um, so I, I think that's good. And I, I bounce around in my head between you know, trying to maintain my posture combined with microphone technique and trying to breathe. And also I think that if I look like, if I'm perfect, a perfect breather, then mm. I look a little odd. You know, I also, you kind of need to slouch a little bit too sometimes from, from the other person's point of view. Yes. And, and it's like, yeah, I need to like move around and get some motion going. So, um, cool. An awful lot of Craig talking today. I'm sorry. Uh, any parting thoughts, uh, any last words? Sure. Just be careful not to hold your breath all day. Really work on calming yourself down. Take the time to let your body unwind every hour. That will help with sleep. It helps with blood pressure. It helps with chronic pain, anxiety, stress. Those little tiny breaks, um, 50, 60 seconds, calm yourself down. It will do wonders for your life. Terrific. Amy, we went 20 minutes and we didn't mention a single of the really cool things that you've done. So if people would like to find out more about you, where can they get a hold of you? Where can they reach you? Sure. So best way to get information, obviously I'm on all the social media, but um, my website, Paber, P-A-B-R Institute.com. That's a great way to get a hold of me. You can do a free 15 minute consult if you want. If you want more guidance and um, help, just let me know. I love when I hear from people. So thank you so much, Craig. My pleasure. Thank you for taking the time. I'll let you get on with the rest of your day. Thanks, Amy. Thank you.